even before I had the opportunity to play Breath of the Wild for the first time, it captured me. More so because I personally found it to be similar to Wind Waker, if only in the way they feel and made me feel when I play them. I have spent some time thinking about it, and from the moment I first played it, I felt like it was no ordinary game. I mean, of course, mainline Zelda games are never not a big deal, but also, not all mainline Zelda games, especially recently, get the amount of praise and attention Breath of the Wild got, most notably from outside of the Nintendo fanboy sphere. Now, I want to say that I'm fully aware that I'm partial towards Nintendo. I just like what they do. I like their games, I like their hardware. They just have the right look and feel for me. So, I've tried to be careful when praising Breath of the Wild, and I've tried as much as possible to listen to more objective and critical voices, so I can understand my own biases. But bias or not, maybe there is a problem with relying too much on just impressions and opinions, especially nowadays when we often end up having discussions where our actual arguments are not as solid as they could be. And so, I thought about how to find some sort of evidence that Breath of the Wild was somehow notably great. One thing led to another, and in the end I found myself compiling a bunch of data in a spreadsheet. So, if you like stats and making wild conjectures about them, you are in luck, since this episode will be just about that. I'm Seiji. And this is Bonus, Bonus Barrel, Episode 2. A few months ago, when I was wondering if Breath of the Wild had won any Game of the Year awards from any major publication, I came across a very convenient Wikipedia article that listed exactly the information that I was looking for. This article has a bunch of lists from different sources citing the game of the year for that publication for a number of different years. That simple search eventually turned into a spreadsheet where I was compiling a bunch of data related to game of the year picks from the last 10 years, just to keep it contained. And then I thought, hey, this could be an interesting topic for a podcast, so here we are. For this experiment, I summoned Player One from the Cartridge Brothers, as I noticed that, like me, he had struggled a little bit defending the greatness of Breath of the Wild. What you will hear in this episode is me presenting this information to P1, who knew very little about it at the time of the recording. The description of this episode should have a link to the same slide presentation I'm using with P1 in this episode. So if you would like to sync the audio to the slides, I'll play this sound effect every time we change a slide. The presentation is completely optional, so don't worry. All of the information we are going to read from it. The background, the background of this, some of it is gonna be related to Breath of the Wild and I know that you like this game. I listen to weekly, religiously, and um, I noticed that you and, and Mark sometimes like uh, we differ. 
<laughs> yeah, you, exactly. Like you, you mentioned some stuff about Breath of the Wild, and then like Mark's on the on the edge, like, like saying he's he's not a, like a real Zelda and stuff like that, like the formula and stuff. I guess he's more of a on the conservative side of things. So I also loved Breath of the Wild, and I thought it was historically good. So that's kind of like my bias, right? Like I think it's great. And as my second point there is not it's not uncommon to find people who are not convinced by the new approach to the franchise. So there's a lot of skepticals, but I don't know. Like, for example, in Bonus Barrel, I love it. Like, I know Rob loves it, but he's also kind of like Mark mm. in that he doesn't think it's... He thinks it's overrated. And um, Shelly hasn't played it. I think she would love it. And Lef, I don't, Lef just plainly didn't like it, I, I don't think. That's strange to me because Lef likes Monster Hunter, and it's more similar to Monster Hunter than any other Zelda before that. Yeah, I... <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I think there's there's this thing they thought that Breath of the Wild just like ripped off a bunch of different games. Mm-hmm. The general argument is that, yeah, but Zelda did it better. But not only that, I'll argue also that the way they use these elements and the combinations of, of that gives you a completely new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's that's just like me being biased. But in spite of all that, I felt like the game was universally acclaimed and I noticed certain things. This is what this is going to be about. Okay. The next one is my hypothesis and it's related to my third point there, which is it left the, this impression in me that a lot of people liked it and it was very, very strong in a year, 2017, which was already super strong, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have all these great games and then everybody's like mentioning this game that came out in March, Games that come later in the year have a little bit of a, an advantage in terms of being called like Game of the Year and stuff like that. My hypothesis is that Breath of the Wild is a more Game of the Year-esque game than other Game of the Years. I was looking at critics that usually don't prefer Nintendo. And in general, I, I would say that even though a lot of people say that that the industry is like biased towards Nintendo. I, doing this this exercise, I noticed that it's really not. But yeah, it's, anyway. it's the opposite. <laughs> I know. And to me, it's, it's even more of, of merit. So did you get this impression to people that, that usually don't call a Nintendo game a game of the year were doing it? Yeah, it, especially, I, I mean, I fully expected 2017 to almost be a clean sweep by uh, Horizon Zero Dawn in most cases. Just because the PS4 is so hot and everybody, or it seems like if if you, because there are pockets of gamers that like, if you look on the internet, there's, these are the guys that hate Nintendo and these are the guys that hate Microsoft. And no matter what announcement either of those companies makes, somebody's going to give them grief. But that almost, uh, Sony exists almost in a bubble where they, oh, they don't experience any of that. Like they released uh, PlayStation sneakers and nobody said anything, you know, it wasn't. There was no almost no no negative comment on it at all, um, so I find that Sony sort of lives in this bubble of yeah people are going to crap on Xbox and people are going to crap on Nintendo and then the the people who love Xbox and Nintendo are like ardent defenders of them, and Sony just exists in this middle ground almost, um, so I fully expected them to sweep 2017 and seeing so many people praise Breath of the Wild even. Uh, like Jim Sterling, who is a reviewer who has made many comments about 
his dislike of certain Nintendo policies, he gave it a fair review. Now, he didn't give it... Everybody's, a lot of people claimed that his review score was a spite review score because it was intentionally lower. But it wasn't like a bad score. He was he was fair with the game. Um, anyway, so I, yeah, I, did, I did find that a lot of people who normally wouldn't give Nintendo that nod for Game of the Year, like, did. And, I mean, it's, it's a Wii U game, right? You, they gave Game of the Year to a, a Wii U game. Exactly. <laughs> it, I, I like Angry Joe a lot. I like his reviews. And when he he put his review out, and I, I thought it was one of the better ones, better produced anyways, um, he gave it a 7 too. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. It's a difficult game to review. It's, it's very large, right? So it's hard to handle on that kind of like review. I, and I understand critics not like being conservative about giving that perfect 10 score. At the end of the year, when Angry Joe revealed his uh, games of the year, and he's very PC-oriented also, like, and number one and two spot were Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, which was yeah. really notable to me. So that kind of like the, my, the, the background and the hypotheses based on just impressions, right? But I was like, I'm, I'm just being biased, right? I had no hard numbers. And I also, like, if I say this to myself without knowing what I know now, it will be like, yeah, you're being biased, right? Hmm. You're just seeing what you want to see. Anyway, so part three of this is my methodology. I think there were three things for me to, not to prove that this is true, but to have some evidence. But really more than that is to disprove it. What I was trying to do is, is to find a flaw in it. So first thing is, how do you identify a game of the year, right? Because mm -hmm. it really is a subjective thing. It's an opinion. Yeah, it is. Then somehow... Somehow you have to turn this subjective thing into an objective thing so that you can measure it. So, mm -hmm. and then once you measure it, then you need to compare it to other games of the year. What I did first was to identify what is game of the year esque. So some of these common elements that I saw in in games being picked for game of the year are those five things. Like one is commercial success, obviously. So it, it has some notoriety, uh, larger audience, and, and such and such. Critical acclaim, like most of these games, they always have like good reviews, obviously, right? So right. Uh, three is a production quality. And this is where things start to get uh, very subjective, right? Because the production quality of, of a game is not related to specific measurements of things because it changes year by year. What is expected from, in terms of quality from a game is to be, you know, cutting edge, graphics need to be such and such, the amount of content. You know, from some years up to now, there's this expectation that games need to last you for a set amount of hours, right? Because you're yeah. paying a certain amount of, of money, so it needs to last you for, for 50 hours, 60 hours, or I don't know, right? And then there's a contextual appreciation, number four, which is if something needs to be perceived as innovative in some way, right? So if someone releases a game exactly like Breath of the Wild the next year, then it gets compared to that. So it sort of disqualifies it, right? Yeah. Talking about 2018. And then the fifth one, that's this one is a really interesting one because you might think that any game has a chance for Game of the Year, but it really is not like that. Most of these games, at least in the last 10 years, which is what this analysis covers, they belong to, to a handful of developers, the same ones, yeah. you know? And why is that? And I think it's because of the clout these companies bring. Also, a lot of these games are sequels. I'll right. say most of these games are sequels. So there's a pre-existing fan base 
or even a pre-existing approval to some of these games. So you can almost you can almost have your pre-candidates for game of the year during the previous year. Like if Rockstar is gonna release something, that's already on the table, you know. Yeah. If Naughty Dog is gonna release something like The Last of Us Two, we know that it's a contender. Yeah. So those are some elements in common. But ultimately, uh, again, what I was saying, this is a matter of opinion, right? But whose opinion? I looked at sources. I was trying not to be biased, so I took a Wikipedia article. This, there's this uh, really good Wikipedia article with, um, it's called Lists of Game of the Year Games or something like that. So, you know, a bunch of sources, magazines, websites, critics, they release their Game of the Year pick. Mm-hmm. So, so really, the one game that gets to be picked as Game of the Year is the one that gets mentioned the most. That was my criteria, the main one. Yeah, that makes sense. And consensus is a thing that you can measure. So that, that's that's really it. That's what it boils down to, is votes and popularity. Are we good after there? No, everything you said makes sense. That's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board 100% so far. <laughs> yeah, so that part five is that consensus thing, um, which is the thing that we're going to measure, which is the thing that we're going to base our conclusions from. And these are the sources that I that I picked uh, based on a bunch of different things. Mostly, uh, these are well-regarded sources, Game Award shows. They're international. They don't limit their picks from a certain platform. Like for example, the Xbox Magazine or Nintendo right. Live are not are not here because then you're yeah. always going to get certain certain results, right? Do you want me to read that list off for the listeners? Um, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Though the ones we have here on the list are Ars Technica, the British Academy Games Awards, BAFTA, Destructoid, Dice Awards, Easy Allies, Edge, Electronic Gaming Monthly, Empire, Entertainment Weekly, Eurogamer, Famitsu, The Game Awards, Game Developer Choice Awards, Game Informer, Game Revolution, Game Facts, or FAQs, Game Rankings, Games Beat, Game Spot, Games Radar, Giant Bomb, The Golden Joystick Awards, IGN, Japan Game Awards, Metacritic, Polygon, Slant Magazine, Time, US Gamer, Voxel, and lastly, Yahoo. Yes. So all of these sources I found from Wikipedia. Uh, they are all active sources. If you see some of, if one like big name is missing, it's either because they just don't do it. They just don't pick the game of the year. In the case of, for example, Kotaku, which is uh, a big site that is missing here. They don't do a game of the year thing. They do like the best games of the year and they just list a bunch of games and they are really... Uh, clear saying that this list is not in order, it's alphabetical, so they don't want to say this This is the one, right? I didn't know that Kotaku doesn't do Game of the Year. I actually kind of like that, that they're just like, here's a bunch of games that were awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but at the same time, it was bad for me for this experiment, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I really wanted to have more sources. Some of these sources either didn't exist like 10 years ago, or they just didn't do it then, or... Easy Allies would have only been around for the last two years because pre- previous to that they were game trailers yes so i count them so i, I counted those as easy allies um these are the results you, you see there are uh 31 sources in there 
So I don't want to read it. So, yeah. but we're, we're going to do this preliminary results, right? So you should make this based... presentation available online for people that want it. Cause this is fantastic. I am, I am on cloud nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's great. Anyway. Okay. So preliminary results. These are the games that I found are the objective and I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers. Game of the years for each year for the last 10 years. Based on those 31 sources, basically, this list, it matches my memories. You know, the games that were very, like, mentioned. So in 2007, uh, the game of the year was Super Mario Galaxy. In 2008, it was Grand Theft Auto 4. In 2009, uh, we had Uncharted 2. In 2010, we had a tie between Mass Effect and Red Dead Redemption. Is that Mass Effect 2 or the original Mass Effect? Oh, I'm sorry. That's Mass Effect 2. Okay. So Mass Effect, I thought, I thought it was. Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption. In 2011, uh, we had The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. In 2012, we had The Walking Dead tied with Journey. In 2013, we had The Last of Us. In 2014, we had Dragon Age Inquisition. In 2015, we had The Witcher 3. 2016 was the uncomparable Overwatch. And 2017, we had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Up to this point, the first thing we got it covered, which is uh, Breath of the Wild is indeed the game of the year. And that, I think, matches my mem memories. It matches what I was seeing. The next thing is actually measuring how much of a game of the year each, each game. And to know that, what you need to do is to compare it to its competition in each year right so you can get like a number like this game is this amount of game of the year uh, which is really hard to do but i did it anyway and that's where maybe some of the flaws come in the experiment this list looks good to you right yeah that looks good uh, i didn't realize dragon age inquisition had won in 2014 i'll be interested to see i'm going to go back and look at that other slide after but i'll be interested to see what other games came out that year but the, 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 it looks like the way i remember You don't have to go back. We can go forward because I have a year analysis, which is part seven. And I think this is the information that you that you wanted, right? Exactly. Um, that was also an amazing segue. You don't have to go back. Seven, the uh, overall winner was Super Mario Galaxy. It uh, garnered twenty, sorry, forty percent of the votes. It had nine Game of the Year uh, nominations or oh, victories, I should say. Uh, then next on the list we have Bioshock, which had six at twenty-seven percent. Then we had Portal with two at nine percent, and then the remaining games uh, that were received one vote each that year was Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, The Orange Box, Gears of War. Monster Hunter Portable 2, and Halo 3. 
So 40%, that's a pretty solid pull. Yeah, it um, is. And, and I would say that going into 2007, a lot of the interesting things happened. The release of the Wii is the major one because it really made a splash in the in the games industry. And I, I understand that a lot of people don't like it and have a tendency of hating the Wii. They write it off as being a casual box, essentially. And it, and it was, but it, it really, I don't know. It was hard for Nintendo to survive in those years because the industry was shifting towards a place that I don't think Nintendo would be really competitive at. You know, this high fidelity graphics, cinematic style of gaming that was being developed in the, uh, like, from the fifth generation on with the introduction of PlayStation. So to me, this has even a lot, a lot more merit than what it what the numbers say because you have a lot of people expecting a certain type of game for your game of the year, right? Um, and you can see it with the other picks. You would expect Bioshock to be the game of the year for 2007, actually, because that's more in line with the with the sensitivities of of, of that time. And if you see all the other games, except for Monster Hunter Portable 2, which is <laughs> apparently in Japan they love Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's a massive so, success over there. So you're going to see a lot of Monster Hunter games pop up, and it's really, in Japan, they're picking that, that game, right? If you see all the other games, like, you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, which is a great game, uh, you have Portal, The Orange Box, Gears of War, Halo 3, they're all, like, very in line, you know, with, with the time. Except for Portal, Portal, it's kind of like, under the disguise of being a first-person shooter game, did something really different. Uh, but all the other games are more in line, you know what I mean? Like, online... Uh, first-person shooter, shooter, action, graphics, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it definitely looks Super, that way. And Super Mario Galaxy is, like, completely different, right? But, yeah, so that's 2007. Anything you want to add, 2007? No, it's, because uh, I know Bioshock and Call of Duty uh, are both uh, very well-received games, and uh, to see Super Mario edge them out, Bioshock does give it a decent run there at six votes. Um, but it, it is interesting to see... It just shows that that game transcended the, like you said, it transcended what was normal for gamers to be enjoying at that time. In 2008, uh, we had Grand Theft Auto 4 as the winner. That also received nine votes uh, and pulled in. That that was nine votes for 39.13% uh, of the vote. So there's a, an extra company in here, I would say. Um, and then second place was Fallout 3 with four, four Game of the Year uh, wins at 17.39%. With two wins apiece, we have Little Big Planet and Monster Hunter Portable 2G. And then uh, the remaining games each received one vote. Um, Super, so Super Mario Galaxy is on this list again. So one of those companies uh, tried to give it a Game of the Year award again the next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Left 4 Dead, Wii Fit, uh, Smash Bros, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, 
Metal Gear Solid 4 and Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare again receiving another another vote the year after. And as you can see in the graph there, and from the numbers you mentioned, GTA 4 is a much stronger game of the year than Super Mario Galaxy was because it has a, a greater lead than its second uh, place, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Where, where Super Mario Galaxy was nine votes at 40%, and its second place had six votes. Um, Grand Theft Auto 4 is nine votes for first place, and second place this year only had four votes. So even with the extra reviewer in there, whichever company it was, um, that they still managed to to have a bigger gap. Yes, and also more games. In this, game, in this year, the opinion was much more split. So I don't know if that's more or less merit, but Grand Theft Auto 4, and, and we know be, be, because of the legacy of, of this series, it was huge, right, in 2008. I haven't played this game. No, I, I'm not actually not a fan of the Grand Theft Auto series. Uh, I played Vice City, which I really enjoyed, uh, and that was the last one I played. I believe you, uh, San Andreas was the next one, and I didn't... Uh, I just never went back to it after Vice City. I really enjoyed the the 80s uh, setting that that one had. And as the game grew, I, 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 the game grew when I got older and I lost interest in stealing cars and, and shooting up liquor stores, essentially. Yeah, I, I never had, like, good friends that are into the series. So my my vision of this is really skewed towards what I see in advertisement and uh, yeah. like, like the general image, right, of, of the game. And like no, nobody has told me, oh, this is a great game and, and such and such that I have a personal relationship with, which I, it's, it's kind of like the strongest motivation for me to play a game is that one of my friends right that i that i know right that i have a connection with tell me oh this is a great game and, and i because i know this person and i and i know they have like good taste or whatever then i'll go and check it out or at least it, taste it, that lines up similar to your own correct so to me because you like, can like you can like grand theft auto 4 and still have good taste <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry sorry if i made that uh, <laughs> kind of, uh, uh implication no what I, what i mean is that uh, what you mentioned is pretty much what I think is like, you know, doing these kinds of activities. And I'm a really like square person. So it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. But I I have no doubt that people who, who who like this game like it genuinely and that it's a, it's a great game. And I'm, I I have nothing against <laughs> people that like Grand Theft Auto. It's just, I'm just trying to explain, you know. Yeah. In 2009, uh, the winner of Game of the Year was Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Oh boy. It's exciting for me to see these graphs before I read them because I, I see what a, what, a, what a difference it is already. Uh, so Uncharted 2 received 12 Game of the Year wins for 54.55% of the Game of the Year's uh, victories that year. Second place, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 only received three wins uh, for 13%. And then Batman Arkham Asylum received two wins for 9%. And the following games each received one win each. It was Borderlands, Dragon Quest IX, Demon's Souls, 
Fallout 3, and uh, Mario Kart Wii. So those all, those all received one vote at four percent. So Uncharted Two, where where in two thousand where where Grand Theft Auto Four was a stronger game of the year than Super Mario Galaxy, Uncharted Two is the strongest one we've seen yet. Uh, clearly outdistancing all of the competition. Oh yeah, and and good competition, wouldn't you say? No, definitely. I mean, there's some of those games on there. The the Arkham Asylum, the Batman Arkham franchise has. Uh, it's it's almost like a phenomenon on its own. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I'm pretty sure that's the one with the uh, uh, fight scene in the airport. That is one yes. of the most talked about scenes still today in gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Borderlands again is was a revolutionary game that a lot of people really enjoyed. And then Demon Souls is. I mean that game goes without saying. Started uh, its own genre essentially. <laughs> so right. Yeah. 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 That's. A- and, and Fallout 3 also a really great uh, uh, series, well-regarded. I, I haven't played any of the Uncharted games. Do you, do you have any experience with them? I played the first Uncharted, and yeah. uh, I, I, en- it was, I, I enjoyed my time with it, but it wasn't anything that was so um, groundbreaking for me that I felt I had to dive into the next one. Now, I understand that Uncharted 2 is actually considered the best in the series, so I should probably play that one. Um but uh, I, ha- I have played, and, and, and I could see where, if they improved on some of the minor things from one, how two could make that leap. So I, I'm not surprised to see it's such a strong, strong win. Yeah, and another, another thing is that that thing I was mentioning about the push in the industry and the mainstream audience for cinematics and storytelling and stuff like that. This is in full force in 2009, I, I believe. Really, really strong. And up to now, Uncharted 2 would be the strongest one of the Game of the Year games. The most Game of the Year Game of the Year. (laughs) Exactly. So 2010, this one, now this one really hurts me a little bit because Mass Effect 2 is on this list, and that is one of my <laughs> favorite games. Um, so Mass Effect 2 tied with Red Dead Redemption. They both received, and you know what? You can't argue that because that is another fantastic game. I've played both of these games. This is the first time I've played the number one and number two game on a list, I think. Um, and uh, so Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption both received eight votes for Game of the Year, uh, coming in at 33.3%. And second, or I guess third place, because they're they're first and second, the, the the next contender behind them isn't that far behind. It's Super Mario Galaxy 2 with five Game of the Year wins. So that's a 20%. Uh, then you have three games tied with one win apiece, or one, yeah, one win apiece, and that's Monster Hunter Portable 3. Monster Hunter, if there's a most consistent franchise, <laughs> Monster Hunter's definitely getting that. Um, then yeah. New Super Mario Bros. Wii. That was the return to side-scrolling Mario that everybody remembered so fondly on the Wii. And Alan Wake uh, came in. So those three had one each. But this year, you could tell, too. I mean, we talk about what a great year for gaming 2017 was. But when you've got a list of games like that with Alan Wake, New Super Mario Bros. 2, or New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and then Mass Effect 2, Galaxy 2, and Red Dead Redemption, that is as strong a year, I would say, in gaming almost as 2017. And one thing that I want to point out 
because now we've analyzed this is four year, is that when you have a really, really strong year in gaming, maybe the intuitive thing is that you're going to have a lot of a, a longer list for picks and the opposite happens. Yeah. In 2010, you can, you, you can tell that it was a great game because the list is so short. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, where, where there's so many games, you would think, oh, man, this game of the year list is going to be huge. There's all these games that are so amazing this year, but it actually condenses the list. Yeah, and when, when a year is, is weaker in terms of games, this list gets really, really large. Right. The, the opinions are, like, all over the place. It is incredible. Eight and eight. Because we've had games in the past with nine, with yeah. nine votes, with with similar percentage. Yeah. And now you have two. So I haven't played either of these games. I've played them both. And I I, I, th- I spent hours. One of the things you can do in Red Dead Redemption, I'm not much of a roam around. I should Previously, I wasn't much of a roam around and explore gamer. I wanted to do the story. Put me in the game. Give me the story. I like that linearity. Uh, I Red Dead Redemption Two for me was so game changing that I found myself spending hours riding around on my horse in the wilderness hunting animals in a video game, just hunting. For like, I just mm-hmm. I was just going hunting, you know. People be like, "Oh, what are you doing next?" And I'm just like, "I'm gonna go hunt for three hours." <laughs> yeah. So that and Mass Effect Two is that's the first game I uh, I ever attempted to platinum trophy. I never did quite complete it. But uh, mm. I've played through it, I think, four times now. To co- and it's like a 60-hour game. I think one of the marks of a truly great game is that is the, the replay value is important. Mm-hmm. But where the mechanics are so strong and so compelling, they just go in and you just forget about the main objectives of the game. Just find yourself, you know, just yeah. enjoying its existence in a way. I remember sometimes I'll put on Super Mario World, which is a game that I love. And I'll go to a specific level and grab grab one of those like round Goombas and yep. just kick it in the air, just to do it, because it feels so nice, right? And you yeah. know, trying different things, different types of jumps. Some games that I really like a lot have those qualities, you know, that it's it's just so enjoyable. You just you just want to to feel it. So 2011, uh, and this one actually surprises me quite a bit as well. I thought this would be a much higher uh, gap. This 2011, we have the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. So Skyrim won uh, the most goatees that year with nine wins. So uh, the same amount of wins as Galaxy and GTA 4. And that was 34.62% of the wins. Second place was Portal 2 with seven. So very, very close. Uh, and that was 26.92%. Then we have in third place Batman Arkham City with three wins for 11.54%, and then Uncharted 3 with two wins for 7.69%. Now, the following games uh, all received one win each. We have Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. We have Dark Souls. I can't believe Dark Souls only got one. Um, I really am surprised that that's not higher. Uh, Monster Hunter Portable 3. Monster Hunter Tri-G, 
<laughs> and Minecraft. So Monster Hunter now is doubling down on two games every year. <laughs> Next year, the whole list is just going to be Monster Hunters. I'm certain of it. <laughs> but uh, Skyrim is a game that I mean, it's five years old now. Six years? No, six years old now, and it's still selling. It's the only game to crack the uh, the top ten game sales on Nintendo Switch. In Switch's first year, the only game not made by Nintendo to crack the top 10 was Skyrim, and it's a six-year-old mm-hmm. game. Um, and I'm really shocked to see it not winning more of the Game of the Years from that year. But, you know, Portal 2. Portal 2 was, was a beast. was a giant. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't play Skyrim, but I, I would have thought that Portal 2 would take the cake. But, yeah, and, and you can see how Uncharted 2 was so strong, and Uncharted 3 not really. So that was interesting too to see. <clears throat> yeah, Uncharted Three really fell off. Um, even people that I know that, that played the series quite a bit and enjoyed it, they the biggest compliment they could give Uncharted Three was that it is very beautiful and very very cinematic. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. they maybe sacrificed some of the gameplay for that. And it might just be that it was being held up to the standard of Uncharted Two, and it's really difficult to to achieve that again. Also, there, there's Minecraft in there. Yeah. With one vote? Only yeah. one. Yeah. Which is another maybe. game that six years later is one of the biggest games on the planet. Yeah. And maybe it's because Minecraft really started slower. Like it got better with time with people appreciating it more and, and when the kids came and all well, that stuff. Do you think this yeah. also has to do with uh, the fifth category of clout? Because Minecraft came from, was it Mojang? And what had they done prior to that? You know, and it's going Absolutely. it's going up against Bethesda. You know, yeah. um, and Valve. So, yeah. I think maybe that might have, you know, had had Minecraft been made, you know, had it released under an Xbox banner, you know, or had it released under another company's name, maybe it has a better shot at getting more wins here. Especially seeing the the longevity that that game has had, I think that really helps solidify your your uh, factor that who made the game matters. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Microsoft announced. For next year and at E3 this year, Minecraft two, mm-hmm. right? That, yeah. It makes a huge difference, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be big. Yeah. yeah. Look at okay. that so long. Wow. <laughs> There's like 100 games here. All right. So 2012, uh, we had another tie year. Um, so this was between The Walking Dead and Journey. So we all really enjoyed our, you know, it, gaming was taking a chance to slow down. Everybody wanted to just relax and go for a stroll, it seems, in 2012. Uh-huh. Um, so the two winners, Walking Dead and Journey, both received only six votes uh, for 21.43% of the Game of the Year uh, wins that year and second place was dishonored with three votes at 10 percent. then we have xcom with two wins at seven percent and now i'm going to read off this list of games that each had one win each <laughs> and this is a crazy list so any of these games really could have arguably been game of the year uh so this this it's really surprising that Walking Dead and Journey managed to pull six votes. I'm surprised they got as many votes as they did when compared to some of these other games that were on this list. 
So we have uh, Far Cry 3. Again, these all have one win each. Far Cry 3, Fez, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Animal Crossing fans are fanatical. Um, Mass Effect 3, which again, I think suffered from some of the same that Uncharted 3 did, where it was following such a massive hit. Uh, Bayonetta 2, Skyrim. I think Bayonetta 2 probably suffered from being just on the Wii U. Uh, Skyrim, again, is getting another... Skyrim was so good, it got a vote the next year. <laughs> Gravity Rush, Persona 4 Golden, Xenoblade Chronicles, Guild Wars 2, and Assassin's Creed 3. Um, which is really, really surprising to me, because Assassin's Creed 3 marked the the start of the decline of that franchise. That was the game that when it came out, everybody was like, if the next game comes out and is like this, we're out, we're done. And they changed the formula <laughs> completely and gave us uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. So I'm really shocked. I would be very interested to know which which uh, source gave Assassin's Creed 3 the game of the year. We can take a look. Um, that was Voxel. Okay. Yep. Which which is I believe a Brazilian website. Very cool. Now this is a weird year. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we were talking about the trends in gaming, right? Big games, expansive worlds with Skyrim, cinematic. And then the next year you got an indie game and an old I think And an almost uh, indie game? <laughs> are, yeah. Are these two indie games? I I think so, right? I, or, I would like, consider Telltale. I mean, they're they're not now, but when Walking Dead came out, I would definitely have considered them indie. Yeah, completely different. Walking Dead is like uh, it's almost a novel of sorts, like a visual novel of sorts. And and, and Journey, it's like I haven't played it. I really want to play Journey, but from you, what I've heard, I think you would really really enjoy Journey. Yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I, it was a game that I was hesitant to play. I wasn't interested in it at all. And when I finally did play it, it was it was an experience that I'm glad I had. And you can tell, 2012 was probably not the best year in gaming. Um, yeah. In terms of the, of the strength of some of these titles, right? They're good, well-received, but none of them were really the big hit, like in previous years, I don't think. Yeah, nothing screams, I'm the one. Um, it's... It's a very average year. Like the Xenoblade Chronicles, yes, if you like long RPGs with great story, you're going to enjoy this game. Uh, Gravity Rush, if you like really fun art uh, art styles and games with neat mechanics for travel, you're going to like this game. But there, it's all very, there's nothing that's going to say, I don't look at this list and say, you need to play this to anyone. There you go. So let's move on to 2013. Which is completely different from Tun 12. <laughs> yeah. So 2013, oh my goodness. Naughty Dog jumping back at us. So this is The Last of Us um, for 2013. The Last of Us garnered 13 Game of the Year wins, coming in at 44.83%. Second place was GTA V. Uh, at seven uh, wins for 24.14%. Then tied with two wins each, we have Bioshock Infinite and A Link Between Worlds. And then the following games each received one Game of the Year win, and that is Papers, Please, Super Mario 3D World, Monster Hunter 4. Hey, Monster Hunter's back. Good to see you. Animal Crossing New Leaf has made a return again, and uh, Gone Home received one as well. Uh, so Gone Home a little late to the walking simulator party that was 2012. Um 
unfortunately had to go up against some some monster games here in The Last of Us and GTA Five. Absolutely, yeah, the battle of the giants. I yeah. mean, if either Naughty Dog or or Rockstar maybe released a year earlier or later, it would have yeah. been a greater hit, I think. Yeah. They could almost get together and go, okay, we're going to release a game this year. You get it next year type thing and, and play off each other. Oh, yeah. If, if either GTA or, or The Last of Us would have released in 2012, they would have destroyed that year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's really great. Also, I want to I, I wanna, uh, um, praise you a little bit. You're so good at deciphering some of these, uh, <laughs> some of these <laughs> names. Because I was looking at ALBW and I, uh, what's that? <laughs> and you immediately said... A link between worlds. I'm so I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, uh, if it's a Nintendo right. game, I'll get them almost right away. The ones that I have to pause on are the the non-Nintendo ones. There was a Monster Hunter. It was like Monster Hunter Try G or something. Back a couple. I don't know if that G means anything, but <laughs> I think that's the actual name. Try G. Oh, okay. Well, I nailed it then. <laughs> last, well, Last of Us. This is another one where they were, even though they were only um, six votes ahead of second place, which is quite a bit. Uh, it's more than a lot of the other years. Um, they still thirteen wins is the thirteen game of the year wins is the most we've seen so far. You know what? Really strong. Even though it's the most we've seen, and it's more than Uncharted Two, which had twelve, it's ten percent less. So at this point, we're seeing more uh, games media must be giving this award out. There are more actors involved, right? So that's why it's important to see the the percentage, right? Yeah. So forty four percent. It's it's quite a lot. Is is higher than, it's than the, the average? It's it, yeah. It's the only the only game higher than The Last of Us for percentage is Uncharted Two. It's also important to see like the 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 margin, right? So it's twenty yeah. percent over the second place, right? Which is which is a lot, but if you consider that it was Grand Theft Auto Five, it even has like more merit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't twenty percent over Gone Home. It was twenty percent over another massive franchise whose previous game was a game of the year. I was interested in this one big time uh, to see what else came out. Um, so 2014, the winner was Dragon Age Inquisition, which I am blown away, received 10 Game of the Year wins uh, for 34%. <laughs> I can't believe, I have tried to play this game like six times. I can't imagine anybody saying this was the best game. Um, and I'm looking at what it went up against now, and I'm even more surprised. So in second place, so it had 10 wins. In second place, we have Shadow of Mordor with four wins, uh, coming in at 13%. So that's a difference of 21% there uh, over second place. Then tie, sorry, in third place, we have Super Smash Bros. 4 um, at three three wins. Then with three or with two votes each, we have Destiny, Bayonetta 2. So Bayonetta 2 actually received more votes this year than it did last year. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, and Dark Souls 2, uh, which only received uh, two wins. And then the following games each received one. Hearthstone, which probably could have won overall uh, but that's just because I have a massive bias for Blizzard um, Mario Kart 8 Yokai Watch 2 Monster Hunter 4 sticking around Persona Q and 80 Days so each of those had one uh, I can't believe Dragon Age Inquisition uh, 
I guess nothing else there is really groundbreaking. Um, I know Destiny had some issues when it launched originally. It was considered light in content. So it makes sense. But I, I believe that a lot of that is riding off of those first two words in that game, Dragon Age, and less on the... It's definitely on the shoulder of giants because Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2 were so, so uh, well-received. I have very little knowledge of the Dragon Age series. I know it's Bioware, so to me it makes sense that it's that it's there uh, from a statistics point of view because it seems like Bioware has a lot of clout. Yeah. And, and other than that, I, it seems like this wasn't a particularly strong year either. The, the list is quite uh, large. There's, there's, like I said, there's again, there's no games that it's that scream you have to play me. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that I remember Dragon Age Inquisition have a, making a lot of buzz in its year, but after 2014 or or 2015 when it was called, you know, Game of the Year, I don't think people mention it too much. Yeah, it's not a game that is still talked about. Mm-hmm. And and Destiny is still. Destiny yeah. is. Yep. Mario Kart 8, I mean, is it was just giant it's, it's the top seller on the Nintendo Switch right now. Yeah. <laughs> and and probably the Wii U too. <laughs> and yeah, so. no doubt. Yep. So 2015, we see The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, this game received critical success and uh, commercial success. Uh, it was a very well-received game. And it received 11 Game of the Year wins for 35.4%. In second place, we have Bloodborne with five wins at 16%. And then we have, uh, in third place, we have Metal Gear Solid Five with four wins at 12.9%. And then we have Super Mario Maker with three wins at 9.6%. Then followed four, only received two Game of the Year wins at 6%. And the following games each received one each. That's Rocket League, Splatoon, Undertale, Yokai Watch 2, Her Story, and Prune. Um, yeah, so this is another... This year is... The Witcher's roughly the same percentage between first and second place. It's another. It's uh, 19%, so it's a little bit less, I guess. Um, then... Uh, than Dragon Age Inquisition was. And I wonder if Rocket League is another game that is still very well received today, still played by a lot of people. And I wonder if that also suffered from the the it's made by a smaller studio curse. Most probably. It won in the game of the year that year in the game awards. Oh, another thing that I want to mention, like a lot of these games uh, match the games awards pick for game of the year. Really? Yeah, huh. at least from when since its inception I, I believe they always sort of align with the industry <clears throat> that's that's a very intriguing I wonder because I wonder how they select who they pick and I wonder if they do take an aggregate score of you know all of the other games all of the other uh, company or reviewers hmm, I'm curious now I'll have to reach out to Jeff Keeley and find out sure I mean compared uh to other games in this list, like uh, I see, Rocket League is mentioned all the time. Fallout yep. Four, I've also Bloodborne is gets mentioned a lot, at least in bonus battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five also, I, I I hear a lot about Undertale is I think it's is a very special case. Maybe one guy is a cult classic now. 
Prune, I believe, is a mobile game, so it might be the first mobile game in there. Well, I, maybe I, I've maybe never even heard of it. Stone. I think it's a game where um, I mentioned it in the show, I, and I really liked it. Uh, you have this like plant that is growing, and you have to like make cuts so you can influence the way it grows, and then oh. it's like a puzzle game. So I like okay. puzzle games. That's why I like it. 2016. I think you're gonna like this year. Oh yeah, 2016. Here we go. Wow, that's a good list, too. So we have Overwatch uh, winning Game of the Year for 2016 with 13 Game of the Year wins at 43.3%. Um, so the third highest percentage we've had so far. And wow, what a, a very large gap. What's that, 27% gap uh, over second place, which was Uncharted 4 um, for um, uh, five with five wins at 16%. Then we have The Last Guardian with two wins. Uh, as well as Inside with two wins. And the following games each received one. That's Pokemon Sun and Moon. Final Fan That's the first Pokemon game we've seen on this list. Um, Final Fantasy XV, Titanfall 2, Hitman, Dark Souls 3. I didn't realize Dark Souls 3 came out one year after Dark Souls 2. That's a very fast turnaround. Uh, Splatoon, Make Never Turn, Doom, and The Witness. Um, yeah, Overwatch was definitely... Overwatch could be the game of every year. <laughs> <laughs> so really large gap it's well there's a lot of games there that like there's there's two big games on there that people had been waiting for for 10 plus years in the last guardian and final fantasy 15 um so seeing them on the list uh is uh those are games were very like they were they were people were waiting for those games forever but overwatch that's that is a big gap i'd have to go back and look yeah um up to this point, what I want to mention also is how the industry changed so much from when we started up to this point. Because we, we were seeing this push for for cinematics and storytelling and big expansive worlds. And you get to this year, 2016, and except for Uncharted 4, which is a game like that, there's a large, there's a much uh, bigger push for mechanics and for more defining characteristics in terms of of making a game gamey and feel mm. right because you have i mean overwatch even though is is a first person shooter i mean the looks it has and the the focus it puts in its main gameplay is completely different from a game say like call of duty you know what i mean yeah and then you have like the last garden which which is also more uh, uh gameplay oriented than than normal inside also an indie game right yeah, so yeah. it's different in that sense. Anyway, that's I am so that don't I, that I don't change the slide yet because I'm very nervous at this point. So I've seen the trends and I've seen the percentages. Um, and Uncharted Two right now is at fifty four percent, the highest percentage of Game of the Year votes um, of any game so far. And I I want to so I think Breath of the Wild is going to be higher. I think it's going to be even higher than that. That's that's what you want, or that's what what you think it will. It's both. It's what I want, and because I want it so badly, it's what I think. <laughs> and when when I was building this, yeah, I, I was like that too. I was like, oh man, I I, I didn't see it being higher than Uncharted Two because it seems so strong. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you this as a <laughs> as a teaser. I always was I always was a little bit nervous about getting um, 
accuracy, right? And objectiveness and not being biased. But the numbers are going to be in such a way that it leaves, in my opinion, no room for mistake. Oh, I'm so excited. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. There you go. Holy. Can I swear on this show? Oh, my goodness. Holy Hyrule. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It's, all right, folks. It's so, so clear. if you're following along, uh, I'm hope- hopefully Sage made this uh, presentation available. If you were following along at this point, you were seeing this is this blows me away after seeing the trend that we have. Um, yes, and you can tell by my voice how excited I am. So, in 2017, Legend <laughs> of Zelda: Breath of the Wild uh, was the game of the year as voted by 23. Uh, 23 wins of game of the year for 79.3% of the game of the year wins over the whole year. Not only that, second place is 69% lower. The, the, (laughs) The difference between Breath of the Wild and second place is a greater percentage than the percentage of even the highest percent. So Uncharted 4 or Uncharted 2 had... Uh, 54% total of its votes. The distance between Breath of the Wild and its second place is 15% higher than that. Um, and it's also a Nintendo game. <laughs> and it's also a Nintendo game in a Super Mario Odyssey. I So Horizon Zero Dawn didn't receive a single Game of the Year win. This is incredible. Uh, so Super Mario Odyssey was second place with three wins at 10.34%. And then the following games uh, received one win each. That's Persona 5 uh, with its Acid Jazz soundtrack. PUBG, which some people argued whether or not should even count because it wasn't officially released. And Near Automata, which uh, by the people who love it, is they are fanatical about it. Um, oh my goodness, Seiji. This, right? is the, this is the goatiest game of all. <laughs> and you know what? numbers are still not complete and I'll, I'll keep updating just this week i think on thursday yeah were, the dice uh, awards the dice awards yeah and it got one more so that's it, it crazy only, it's only been getting larger i still need uh the baftas i think and the gdc awards right so i've been looking at graphs here folks if you again if you please i, I definitely recommend check out this presentation that he's put together and the, the graphs have been roughly linear you know there's a, a, a spike for what is game of the year but they're all roughly around the same there there's nothing crazy i am looking at a straight pyramid like this is i am blown away um by how many votes this got or wins i should say wins for game of the year and as strong as as it was for nintendo to release super mario odyssey and zelda on the same year yeah i think they could have done two games of the year in a yeah. row, if they release Super Mario Odyssey this year, yeah, because Super Mario Odyssey is uh, it, it's great. It's it's comparable to Breath of the Wild in many ways. Uh, and the fact that it's so so low there, <laughs> you know what I mean? A Wii U game, a system that sold 13 million lifetime units, has the most game of the highest percentage of Game of the Award uh, victory in the last 10 years. A Wii U game, that's insanity. And this is uh, just another graph. Yeah. Okay. So, so here you, we you have can, the list. You can actually, you can actually like compare, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, so Breath of the Wild was the highest with 79.3%, uh, followed by Uncharted 2 at 54%. The difference between Breath of the Wild and Uncharted is <laughs> approximately the difference between every other game of the year and its second place. Because um, it's about 20%, 25%. Um, so in that 20 to 25% range is where the rest of them fall. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, then we see Last of Us at 44. So Naughty Dog really... Really, Naughty Dog doesn't just win Game of the Year. They win it decisively uh, when their games come out uh, between those two. Um, this is this is great. I, I'm i still impressed. Mario Galaxy, sorry, uh, Overwatch with 43%, another really high one. Yeah, this is, this is incredible stuff over the last 10 years. Yeah, and what can you say? I mean, can you say that the industry is biased toward Nintendo? I don't think so. No, I mean, right? especially when you look... Uh, if you look back through the years, there's only one other Nintendo game on the Game of the Year list, and that's Super Mario Galaxy. That was the first one back to 2007 uh, in our list of 10. So it's not as if, and and even if you look at the individual years, it's it's not as if there was a strong push for oh it's a Nintendo game, so get it up there. You know, I, I don't recall very many other Nintendo games being even second place. Um. You know, there's a few outliers, but I, I would definitely say that the industry as a whole, the unbiased industry. Now, I'm not speaking about uh, YouTube uh, reviewers and stuff like that, non-professionals. Speaking of professional game industry, game industry professionals, um, I would say there is no bias. In, in, and honestly, there's no bias. It doesn't seem for any one company. Um, but there, you do see, I think, where some of that clout comes in to help a company or help a game get it get recognized immediately or sooner uh whereas those smaller companies need to rely on longevity to have like your minecraft your rocket league you need to have that longevity of play you need that word of mouth going for a longer period of time before you get that recognition yeah i can't believe that 79 percent. i am this is incredible so this is the last just so you see that again this is a very exclusive club this is the game of the year club Right, is very few developers in there. Yeah, there's not very many at all. It's uh, so there's two games from Nintendo. We have one from Blizzard. We have two from Bioware, two from Naughty Dog. Uh, Bethesda's on there once. Rockstar's on there twice, and then CD Projekt Red, Telltale, and that game company are each on there once. Which is the weird year, right? It's 2012, you have, we have like basically two... Yeah, that was the year that all the gamers wanted to just go on a trip. <laughs> let's let's go for a walk. <laughs> um, so again, if, if any of these developers release a game this year, chances are the game of the year is going to end up being one. Yeah, one well, this games. this really solidifies the, the Bethesda, the Rockstar, the Naughty Dog. When they say our game is coming out in year X... It's already on many people's potential lists. Uh, automatically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so back to the original hypothesis was that uh, Breath of the Wild is the most, was the most goatee, esque game. Uh, I could, I can say that based on these numbers, um, that, that is the, that is the, the case. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's, an absolute true or a fact or anything like that. Although I like to, to I'll say it to, to believe it, um, <laughs> but it it definitely you cannot say that is not true, and there is evidence to support it. 
Yeah. Based based on the very strict limitations of this experiment. Right. Now the question is, did Breath of the Wild win? I, I, I know because one argument was Breath of the Wild only won because of people's nostalgia for Zelda. But it is so far removed from any previous Zelda that I don't know if if that factored in. And I think scores like uh, Angry Joe and uh, and um, Jimquisition, I think that is based on the fact that this is, you know, you go in expecting a Zelda game and you didn't get that. So, I don't know. I, but it definitely, that's crazy, that, that, that percentage. Um, I think... Yeah, this was this was a really fun experiment. Well, and more so because it ended the way I wanted it to. And that is it for this episode of Bonus Bonus Barrel. About the music in this episode, a lot of it is done by independent creators and people that do covers and remixes and you, you can find all the information in the description so check them out and support them in any way that you can bonus barrel the main show will be back next week and that's it thank you for listening Bye.